0: You are listening to an Elam Christian Centre podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Uh, hey, church. How you doing today? You guys good? Yeah, awesome, man. Hey, I want to do... Uh... A special shout-out right now because uh, this message isn't just for you guys, 11.30 a.m. is, but this is being recorded right now uh, to be shown at our 5 p.m. service tonight. So just a special shout-out to all the 5 p.m.ers, 11.30, come on, let's welcome our 5 p.m. service, Yeah. So cool, uh, they're going to be having a great service uh, tonight with this message, and we're praying for you guys, Now it's going to be an awesome, awesome time. I want to welcome everyone, especially our guests who are here, if you're here for the first time, welcome, it's so good to have you with us, hanging out in church. Um, also want to let you guys know uh, that at the end of this service, Bex mentioned it, we're going to be praying for everybody, anointing everyone with oil, and just believing God's blessing, God's hand to be on your life for 2021. As you leave today, you'll also get one of these 21 days of prayer guide booklets we're starting as a church 21 days of prayer tomorrow Uh, we should have given them to you as you came in because they're amazing fans they're like super thick and you can just get a lot of wind moving with uh with these bad boys so um i want to encourage you to go on a journey with us as a church across all our campuses all our services We're going on a journey to just dig into God for 21 days of just deliberate prayer. There's going to be a daily prayer journey to go on with this booklet. I want to encourage you to grab it, go on I also want to challenge you to maybe take some time over the next 21 days to try some fasting. Uh, I know uh, you may have not have have considered that before or done that before, but maybe a meal a a day or a meal a week or a day a week, or maybe you want to do 21 days. Maybe you want to do like a fruit and vegetable fast for 21 days. Maybe you want to give up technology or social media. We're going to do that. We're going to be off social media, uh, apart from posting on church stuff for the next 21 days, just that what it's about is about giving up something so that you can be more intentional at pursuing God. It's giving up the natural to go after the spiritual. And so I want to encourage you to to do something, try something, and just let's go on a journey together to seek God in a new way for our church. Uh, And so the next 21 days, we're going to be doing a series as well on Sundays called Prayers That Move Heaven. And my heart is that we will be a church that prays the kind of prayers that move heaven. So uh, I want to share this message. I've called it A Tale of Two Wills. And I want us to go to Mark chapter 14 today. So if you've got a Bible or the Elam app, you can find the notes there. They're going to come up on the screen as well for you. Mark chapter 14, starting in verse number 32. They went to a place called Gethsemane, and Jesus said to his disciples, sit here while I pray. He took Peter, James, and John along with him, and he began to be deeply distressed and troubled. My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Wow. It's heavy. He said to them, stay here and keep watch. Going a little farther, he fell to the ground and prayed that if possible, the hour might pass from him. Father, he said, everything is possible for you. Do you hear that? Everything is possible for you. Take this cup from me. Yet, not what I will, but what you will. Wow. I love how there's kind of like that, that silence in the room right now, that this scripture is kind of like the weight of that has just kind of hit home and is resonating with us in our hearts. It's a powerful, powerful verse. It is actually my favorite prayer in the whole of scripture, is that very short, very simple prayer. It is, I think, one of the most understated moments in, in in the scriptures. This is the crescendo moment of Jesus' life. This is Jesus, he's mere hours before he's betrayed and turned over to a trial and is whipped and mocked and he's put on a cross and he dies a criminal's death. He knows what's coming. Jesus is aware of what's coming. Jesus knows his purpose. He knows what he's living for and what this life is for. He is coming to the crescendo moment of his life where he's going to go to the cross and he's in the garden and he's just deeply anguished, deeply distressed. And he says, Father, if it's possible, I don't wanna go through this. I, I know it's poss- anything's possible for you, God. I, I, I don't want what's ahead of me, yet not what I will, what you will. He surrenders his will to the will of the Father. And this is a prayer that I believe every one of us will come to a point in our life where you're gonna pray this prayer. It's a point in your life, in your faith, and in your journey where you're going to come to a point where you go, man, it's inevitable. You've got to pray this prayer. And I want to encourage us as a church to pray this prayer every single day for the next 21 days. Lord, not my will be done, but yours. In my life, in my day, and what I'm doing, may not my will, but yours be done. And what I want to do is just briefly grab out of this passage, two thoughts and one question. I've got a couple of thoughts about it and then one question to leave you with at the end. So let's go on a bit of a journey together. The first thought I have is this. Now, I know this series is called Prayers That Move Heaven, but here's my first point. This prayer moves us to align with heaven. This prayer moves us to align with heaven. The other day, um, Bex and I took our boys bowling, 10-pin bowling. There's like 10 pins, you gotta knock them down. Bowling, and uh, we were playing some bowling, and I noticed that um, Bex was absolutely terrible. She was like ridiculously bad. She could not hit one pin down. Bowl after bowl, kept missing, not hitting anything. And I don't don't mean just missing. I mean literally let go straight to the gutter, 90-degree angle straight to the gutter. And she just keeps saying, I can't do it. I can't get it to go straight. I'm useless at this. I I can't do it. And I've studied physical education, so I've got a bit of biomechanical knowledge. So I'm like looking at her technique, and I'm going, I know how to fix that. There's a whole lot of stuff going wrong, but I can fix that. So I decided to give her some coaching. That was my first mistake. Husbands, boyfriends, let me give you a tip right now. Learn from my mistake. She doesn't want your coaching. Your advice in that moment is not acceptable. Don't do it. It's going to go bad. Learn from my mistake. Indulge me for a second because I didn't realize this until after the fact. So I said, I said babe, you can do it. You, I started offering you some coaching, I was like, your, your elbow is way out here, your wrist is way out here, you, it, like, you've got to line everything up in the direction you want it to go. You can't just swing your arm like this and expect it to go, go straight. How many of you know that conversation went awesome? <laughs> Smooth. But by some miracle of God, by the grace of God, I don't know what happened, but the next time she bowled, her technique was a little different. And... Blow me down, she knocked down nearly every single one of those pins. I'm telling you, <laughs> miracle of God. Now, I slept on the couch that night, but she knocked down some pins. The problem was alignment. Nothing was aligned. Nothing was going in the right direction. Everything was kind of going its own way. Friends, I want to tell you, alignment is key. Alignment is key. And I know this series is about prayers that move heaven, but I want to suggest to us today that sometimes it's not about heaven moving, it's about us moving and getting in line with heaven's agenda, with what God is doing. If we're honest, our prayers probably sound a little bit more like this. Father, this is what I want. This is when I want it. This is how I want it. My will be done in your name, amen. That's kind of more what our prayers are like. And then we get discouraged and disappointed and disillusioned and upset when God doesn't move how and when and why and what that we wanted him to because it's our will, not his. Friends, can I suggest if you're frustrated with your prayers, maybe it's time to pray a different prayer. Maybe rather than getting God to align with your agenda, it's time to get you aligning with his and saying, Lord, not my will be done, but yours. See, heaven doesn't always have to move. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I'm the one that has to move. And it's not that heaven is silent. It's not that heaven is stagnant or immobile or not moving. It's not that God is asleep and somehow we're going to wake him up from his slumber to move on our behalf. God is alive. God is active. God is moving. But sometimes his agenda is different to ours. And so Jesus in this prayer, he aligns himself with heaven's agenda. I don't want to go through this. If it's possible, let this cut past me. I don't wanna go through what, I, what I'm about to go through, but not my will be done, but yours. I'm gonna align my life with the agenda of heaven. God had a bigger agenda at play. And maybe, friends, it's time to pray a prayer that aligns you with heaven. 2021, not my will be done, Lord, but yours. Not my will, but yours. Pray it every day. My second thought from the scripture is this. I desire comfort. God desires purpose. I desire comfort. God desires purpose. Um, If you have children, you'll know that they are always getting hurt. Like when you've got little kids, they are always getting hurt. There's always some drama happening with your kids. My kids are two boys. They play all the time, and there's always some drama. There's always something. There's always like a scraped knee or a, a bruised elbow or a banged head or an amputated finger. There's always something going on. Some people heard that, some people didn't. That's fair enough. There's always a drama going on. And so when they they get hurt, they run inside and they're like, Mama, Mom, I'm hurt, Mom, Mom. And so mom comes around, she's like, oh baby, oh my baby. Come here, my baby. Oh, what's the matter? And then, like, it escalates the situation. Like, yeah, it's really sore. It's like, you weren't crying like that before. Oh, do you want a wet flannel? Do you want mommy to kiss it better? How's it better? Uh, I, I like, I step in on this moment. <laughs> Everyone's, I'm ragging on Bex today. This is so bad. We've got it. Just if you're asking, wondering, we have a great marriage. Just to clear that up. Some of you are sitting there go, we need to intercede for these guys. They, their marriage is in trouble. Yeah. She's going to preach next week, and I'm going to get it. Just to say that much. I step in on those situations. I'm like, hey, What's the problem? You're like, oh, I just, I beg my name. I'm like, yeah, did you die? <laughs> You're like, what? Did you die? No. Then what's the problem? What's the drama? Come on, man, have your cuddle, wipe your tears away, get a wee wet flannel, dust yourself off stand up get back out there because life is going to keep on moving see friends my my kids want comfort but I want to teach them to be resilient I want them to learn to bounce back from stuff life is going to knock them down you got to get back up you got to deal with your own drama deal with your own issues learn to sort out your your interpersonal relational issues with your friends that you're fighting with each other you got to learn to sort that out they want comfort but I want purpose I want them to grow, I want them to learn, I want them to develop. See friends, I wanna suggest that the same is true with God and us. We want comfort, but God wants purpose. And I wanna say that perhaps comfort is the greatest inhibitor to your growth as a Christian and to you seeing heaven move, your comfort. In fact, many of us have done the Holy Spirit out of a job. Because you know what his name is? The Comforter. And you know when you need the comforter? is when you're uncomfortable. And so if in your Christian journey, you never get uncomfortable and you never step out and you never let God lead you into anything and you're always comfortable, the Holy Spirit's gonna be sitting on the sideline just waiting and waiting and waiting. Friends, it's time to get a little bit uncomfortable. This prayer is about giving up our desire for comfort and embracing God's desire for purpose in our lives, even when that path is uncomfortable. Even when that path is painful even when that path is difficult. See, Jesus embraces a path of discomfort in going to the cross because that cross was the crescendo moment of Jesus' life and he fulfilled the ultimate purpose of God to redeem and reconcile humanity through the discomfort of the cross. Wow. If Jesus hadn't got uncomfortable, you and I wouldn't be sitting here. We would not be redeemed, we would not be restored to God, we would not have our debt of sin wiped away. The the cross is the ultimate display of discomfort for purpose. And I wanna say this to you friends, the trials you go through by God's grace are your path to change the world. Let that sink in a little bit. The path of discomfort is often the path of purpose. The path of discomfort is often the path of purpose. Don't let comfort, friends, stop you from living out the purpose of God for your life this year. 2021, let's set it up. Let's go, man, this year, I'm not gonna let comfort stop me from walking into the purpose that God has for me, even if it's uncomfortable. Team, you guys, you guys can join. We're gonna finish soon. The truth is this. It's not comfortable to give. It's not comfortable to bring an offering and to give a tithe. It's not comfortable to serve on our dream team. You have to show up early to church and you're not even fully caffeinated yet. And you gotta be happy even when you haven't had your coffee. It's not comfortable to be on the worship team and lead us in worship every Sunday. You've got to get here at 6.30 a.m., and you've got to be the first ones in. You've got to be the last ones out. You've got to give of yourself service after service after service. It's not comfortable, but you could let your your desire for comfort stop you from embracing God's purpose for you and leading His people in worship and giving honor and glory to God and worshiping Him and ministering to Him. This is is what we do. We've got to abandon comfort to go after God's purpose. It's not comfortable to join a small group. It's not. It's not comfortable to go to someone's house with a bunch of other people and start to open and unpack your life and deal with the baggage of your life and deal with the stuff that is holding you back that you can stay so comfortable in. Listen, the reason we don't get healed is because there's comfort in our dysfunction. We've found comfort in our dysfunction. And so it's, it's uncomfortable to unwrap the dysfunction to get healing on the journey. It's not comfortable to lead a small group you got to open your house to a whole bunch of random weirdos who are going to eat your food and drink your coffee. It's not comfortable to lead people, even when you're still on a journey, to help them find the freedom for their journey. It's not comfortable to get baptized and stand up in front of a bunch of people and say, I'm going to live my life for Jesus. It's not comfortable to do our growth track. It's not comfortable to do 21 days of prayer and fasting. It's not. It's not. It's way more comfortable to sleep in. It's way more comfortable not to ask and to pray and to seek. It's way more comfortable to eat three meals a day and be absolutely fine, although it's not comfortable to give up social media and it's not not comfortable. But would you embrace discomfort for the sake of purpose? It's not comfortable. But my friends, you may desire comfort, but God desires purpose. God desires purpose and often the path of discomfort is the path of purpose. I love this quote, it says this, A ship is safe in the harbor, but that is not what ships are built for. A ship is safe in the harbor, but that's not what a ship is built for. Can I say this friends? You might be safe in your comfort, but that's not what you were built for. God did not build you for a life of mediocrity and complacency and comfort. God made you for a purpose. There is a purpose to your life. And sometimes it takes us getting a little uncomfortable to pursue the purpose that God has for us. On the other side of discomfort is often the greatest platform of purpose in your life. Lord, not my will be done, but yours. I might desire comfort, but God, you desire purpose. Here's my last point, And this is the question I wanna leave you guys with. Simply this, in my life, whose will shall be done this year? In my life, whose will shall be done this year. And I want us to take a little moment on this. I want us to look a little inwards, maybe examine our own heart, our own spirit, our own life. Can I ask everyone in the room and and those in the 5 p.m., you guys who are watching this on video, can, can we all just close our eyes for just a moment? Just to take a minute to look inward and examine our own hearts and say, God, search me and know me. And maybe in this moment, just begin to ask yourself this question. As we prepare to pray for you and anoint you and we prepare to commission you for God's call on your life for this year, begin to ask this question. In my life, in Steve's life, in your life, whose will shall be done this year? Am I going to still sit in my me-focused prayers where My agenda rules and what I want God to do for me rules. Or am I going to say, God, I want to get in line with your agenda. I want to ask that your will, not mine, would be done. I want to begin to live a life every day where I wake up and my prayer is, Lord, let your will be done in me and through me this year. Am I going to give up the addiction to comfort to start to walk a journey of God's purpose, even though it might be uncomfortable? even though it's challenging, even though it's difficult, even though you gotta walk through some stuff to get to the other side. Friends, will you make a decision this year? Say, God, in that, not my will, but yours. It might be uncomfortable, but it's gonna be good. It's gonna be life, it's gonna be truth, it's gonna be freedom. Lord, in my life, this year, 2021, in our life as a church, May we corporately and collectively and individually say, Lord, your will be done, not ours. Your will be done, not ours. I want to pray one more prayer. And I want to pray for you today if you are here and you don't know Jesus. Just everyone's still got their eyes closed and their heads bowed, just for another little moment. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus, or maybe you've never made a decision to follow Him, I want to speak to you right now. and. I wanna let you know a couple of things. Firstly, God loves you, God made you, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done, God loves you, God made you, God's got a plan and a purpose for your life. We all sin, we all mess up, we all fall short of God's standard. And our sin, it separates us from God. God in His grace sent His own Son, Jesus, to a cross. And when He died on that cross, He took upon Himself everything you and I would do for our sin. And He extends to all of us today, not judgment, not condemnation, but grace, a free gift of grace. Forgiveness for all of your wrongs, your guilt, your shame, your past forgiven. He gives you a brand new life, a brand new start. It begins right here, right now. It's called being born again by the Spirit of God. God will make you a new person from the inside out. Get to walk into the plans that God has for you. Yes, He's got a plan and a purpose for your life. He wants to use you to change this world. And then friends, at the end, there's this great promise of eternity in heaven with Him. And if you're here today, you're not right with God. If you're watching in the 5 p.m. and you're not right with God, this is your moment too. This is your moment. If that's you today, I want to lead you in a prayer. And I'm going to pray this prayer out loud, but you don't have to pray it out loud. You just pray it with me in your heart. But when you pray it, I want you to mean it with everything you've got. This is your prayer, not mine. I'm just leading you in it. Are you ready? If you're ready to get your life right with God, if maybe you've never made this decision before, or maybe you have before and you're coming back to God today, pray this prayer in your heart. Say this. Say, God, today, I surrender my life to you. I know I've sinned, I know I've messed up, but I believe, Jesus, you died for me. Right now, I ask you to forgive me of all of my wrongs. I turn from that way of life and I turn to you. I ask you to come in and be the Lord of my life today. Take control. I choose from this moment to live for you in Jesus' name. Just while your eyes still closed and every head bowed. If you prayed that prayer today, I'm so, so proud of you, genuinely, really, I am. I think this is the most amazing decision you can make. And I want to invite you to take a little step of faith, just just a little one. It's going to need you to be a little bit bold, a little bit brave, but it's only a small step. What I'm going to do is I'm going to count to three. If you, and when I get to three, if you prayed that prayer, either for the first time or you're getting right with God, I want you to be brave right where you are. And when I get to three, put your hand up nice and high. In the 5 p.m., do the same. Are you ready? Be bold, be brave. Take a little step. I'm not going to call you out, I'm not going to stand you up. All I'll do is I'll see you, I'll acknowledge you. You can put it straight back down on the count of three. One, two, three. Hands up nice and high right now, saying, Steve, that's me, that's me. Awesome. God bless you. Thank you so much. You're not saying, Steve, that's me, that's me. Count me in. Hands up nice and high. 5 p.m. We see you guys. It's awesome. Thank you so much there. I see you. Incredible. Awesome. God, we thank you so much for the work you're doing in this church. And I pray your blessing right now upon all the people in this room who have just made a decision for you. We bless them. We pray your your love would go with them. God, surround them. Lord, may they know the true life that comes from Jesus. We ask this all in your name. Amen. Come on, church. Let's put our hands together for those people. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancenter.org.nz.